Hello, my name is Matthew Jackson and this is Dice and Tables, a behind-the-scenes podcast where I chat with one of the players on the show about the characters and world of Fate and Fables. Uh, This episode of Dice and Tables is a little taste episode to promote my Patreon. If you enjoy this episode and you want to listen to more of the series, you can over on patreon.com forward slash fate and fables. Now, without further ado, with me tonight is Luke Mason. Hello. Who plays the role of Jaron Jeebs Brambledank. Happy to be here. Um, This is the very first episode of Dice and Tables, uh, and... That makes it special. It is very special. Um, though it's the third attempt we've it, had at recording it. It's the third attempt. Uh, and Practice makes perfect. Exactly. Uh, and now when we record it, I'll actually have some uh, questions from our audience members that we can answer. Absolutely. So the format of this show is that we're going to have a bit of chat about uh, Luke's character and his experience with the game. And uh, then we're going to use your suggestions of a race, class, and background to make a character to implement into the stories of the game. Maybe not the next fable, but definitely fables coming up. One along the way somewhere. Yeah. Um, So let's get into it. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your character. My character? Jaron Jeeves Brambledank. Well, um, a gnome bard, uh, Isle of Joy... Um, he's, uh, he's a silly, ridiculous little gnome, but I'm, he look like? I'm a silly, ridiculous just give us, human. Just give us a refresher. He's, um, about three foot tall, uh, yep. purple hair, voice of silk. Very gnomish. Um, very. And he, he loves music, singing, poetry, um, all things art, and his magic is expressed through his... Um, through his song, through is, his voice. He is a bard. He is a bard. Um, also, there's this side to Jaren that I feel like a lot of people don't get to see that much. I guess more, they saw a bit in... It's more the backstory kind of thing that, yeah. and some of the motivations but, that kind of drive him. Yeah, yeah. I'm like referring yeah. to his his background as a criminal. Criminal. Oh, the criminal side. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought you were talking about the deep emotional um, anguish that he's <laughs> The deep pain that he is in. Because <laughs> he actually has a perfectly silky voice. He does. But it's because he's dealing with so much emotional trauma <laughs> that it comes out like this. Quite harsh and... Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's with every word he is choking back tears. It's, it's only in his song and through his art that he can fully express himself yeah. beautifully. Yeah, it's like we have the joke that... Or the joke. We have this idea that, like, uh, Jaren's voice sounds how it sounds. Like, it sounds... Because it does sound a little bit grating. <laughs> it sounds like that uh, when he's talking... But when he's singing and when he's performing, because he rolls such high performance checks, it is it is it has to be beautiful. It's the most beautiful, angelic sounding song voice you've ever heard. And it's because he can get his pain out then. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, no, but I was actually referring to his uh, his his criminal background. He's he's a bit of charlatan, yeah. actually. Um yeah, he's um He's got a loaded deck of cards. Runs um, hustles. He, he hustles many people on the street. This is how he grew up on the um, Isle of Joy, actually. Yeah, in the, in the lower, more poverty-stricken uh, ring of the Rings Isle of, of Joy. Rings of the circus. Um, yeah. Um, and he, he loves, um, uh, yeah, pulling these um, 
games, heists. heists um, yeah, I think I think it sort of needs to be explained how like the the layout of the Isle of Joy a bit because it's we reference it a lot. We um, do, and like so the the it's it's one of the islands in a chain of islands where most of the gnomes in Drake and Hellion come from, and on the Isle of Joy, which is like this party island almost. Uh, the, the symbol for hedonism, I think. Yeah, in totally. The Debauchery. Of if you're not yeah. a gnome, it is a struggle to be on the island. It's just, almost, um, it's it's an affront to your senses almost because it's just everything attacking you at once of just yeah. pure um, euphoria. And sometimes, sometimes when people first drive on the Isle of Joy, they think they're having a migraine because they'll vomit. <laughs> they'll all the lights hurt. It's just the fumes of all the the drugs and the. Some um, of them pass out. Like literally, that, like yep. they step off the boat. A gnome comes up to them. And it's like welcome, and like lights, smells, and they wake up like on a couch of silken <laughs> pillows that are too difficult to look at because the patterns are too complex, trippy. Yeah. Yep. Um, so anyway, there's this outer circle to the uh, Isle of Joy which is like where everybody will like come and go and because they 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 haven't spent like a lot of time on architecture there's just a lot of like lean twos and tents, tents and um yeah propped yeah. ups so it's is it's, it silken yeah, kind yeah. of tarps almost yeah. tarpaulins thank god for the magical spell that produces silk <laughs> just saying that but like that yeah like it's a lot of tents which is why it's nicknamed the circus and then you get into like the center of the isle of joy where you get a lot more like lavish parties happening in like tall and jangly towers and the queen of sass resides there queen of of sass swans about everywhere so like i i would be surprised if she didn't have like powerful illusion spells to make sure she's at no less than like five parties absolutely she's got to maintain that um that that queen lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, and that allure to her public. Exactly. As yeah. the ultimate. Because you don't get, like, voted in or anything. Not in a traditional way. You're just the most popular person on the Isle of Joy. The heaviest party goer. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You're just the ultimate party goer, and that's how you become She's got her own harem. And... Yeah. yeah. She's, well, she's got her, like, consort of princes. Um, okay, so, yeah. So you used to go from the circus to those lavish parties. That's right. And, like, run card tricks and dice games. And I'd um, hustle the, um, the wealthy and the noble out of their... They're hard-earned taxes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I wonder how taxes would work on the Isle of Joy. That's a good point as well. Because, like, are there jobs? Or is it just, like, one pile I reckon of jobs. orgies and <laughs> drug-taking? And... Well, well, there's, like, you can go there and you can buy stuff and gnomes produce things. And there's, like, a gnomish army as well. Yes. Um, so, you know, there's, there's, there is an economy. It's just, it's, it's very difficult for outsiders to, to understand yeah, yeah. how it works like it's an art in itself yeah definitely <laughs> <laughs> Oof. so uh the question that we got from obsidian valkyrie um on twitter uh thank you very much for the question uh is did jaren exist before fate and fables he did in fact exist before fate and fables i created him for a home game with you matt i know um, this yes um, you were there. Yeah, it was your first character, right? My very first D&D character. This is what introduced me to the wonderful world of D&D. Yeah, it was, it was like a year and a half ago, I think. About that, yeah. As soon as you moved in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was like, I, I, I found out I was living with two actors and I was like, time to convert. <laughs> Must know everything about D&D. Yeah, and you guys, 
I, I like, I think the only thing I insisted when you guys made your characters was that you knew each other really well and cared about each other. Yeah. Because I think that's like the most important thing you can do. Well, it, it helps you um, with the gameplay as well. It makes yeah. it more real. And I think it helped with you and Raymond because you hate each other so much. It just gave always a- at each other's throats. Um, always leaving the dishes out and like throwing them at each other. Yeah. Um, no, I, I love Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you have to add that. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna do the same thing to Raymond when he comes on. Oh, he's, he's got terrible things to say about me. Yeah, I can't I wait. Yeah. Uh, people will just be here for the drama. <laughs> um, we, we, we end up only communicating through the podcast now <laughs> and um, listening to each other and bringing it up in our fights. I'm okay with this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, he was your first character. Uh, how did you find... Do you think he changed a lot since you first played him? Yes, um, in some ways, I think, but also in a lot of ways, no. Um, I don't know. But... What a cryptic and vague answer. <laughs> Thank you. Much um, like a gnome, you talked for, for, for a fair bit without saying anything at all. Found out nothing new about me. Um, yeah, no, he... Oh, I guess because I didn't know that much about the game at the time when I first yeah. started. It's like... I, I don't exactly know where this character is going to go, where he's come from, and it's something that you figure out along the way as you go. Yeah. Um, you're kind of building the character as you play. And that's always More the case. than you create a character and then play. Totally. And, like, it will change as you play. Like, I think at the start of the game, you guys were just reveling in your impact on the world. Absolutely. And how we could interact with the world and um, screw up your well-planned storyline. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was that's probably the most fun part, though. Like going um, off script, yeah. In a way. Like a Jin's wish was, I think I never planned those golems were like it was like a small. I think there was like a sentence written in my binder about golems they and their were just stats. The help, yeah. And it was like there was like I was like, oh, I don't have to describe different ones. I was like, I wonder if he would just have a magical solution to his workforce. Yeah, I think this would be this. And then you guys were like, we must free these people. <laughs> and they ended up being the key turning yeah. point that helped to save it's a big the part of it. entire thing. Yeah. Um, and now there's, now there's Brim. There's a golem rolling around in Fate With and sentience and oh, um, freedom. Yeah, an ashen golem. Uh, so, I'd, yeah, I'd say that, I'd say Jaren has changed a fair bit in that um, it started off that you and... Raymond's character Edvard were like quite similar to each other, absolutely. And, and I think over because you were both just like kooky gnomes and, and then stirrers and yeah, um, yeah. But we've kind of evolved a bit more into these. Well, we still stir the pot a lot, but we also care about yeah. The people. And <laughs> uh, all right, should we get along with uh, making our character? I think we shall. So this suggestion came from Alex Boke on Twitter. Uh, he's an illustrator. He's got some great art. Uh, I've been like scrolling along his stuff. Really? I should check some of it out. Yeah, you should. Um, but his suggestion was for a satyr or satyr, I'm not sure how to say it, warlock far traveler. And the satyr is one of those um, half fawn like creatures. Yes, it's um, Danny DeVito in Hercules. Hercules. Yeah. Yep. So you want to be a hero, <laughs> kid? Well. Whoop de doo. I thought I was the one with the silken singing voice. Oh, uh, it's actually Danny DeVito. Oh, okay. Um, 
But okay, let's figure out how we're going to make this character. Uh, let's unpack this because there is a lot going on in this combo. <laughs> so a satyr is like a fey being, sort of like a centaur, but shittier. Not uh, shittier. They've I, got their uses. Well, it's like Mr. Tumnus. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. So it's like on top is human with like some probably some curly hair and, and horns. Yeah, goat horns, and, and then they've got goat legs going on down bottom. Yep. And, like, they are, like, a fey being from, uh, do you know, I, I believe they're from the fey wild. Oh, okay. Which is, like, a, a realm, a mystical realm where lots of fey beings reside. It's very dangerous for humans. Mm. But satyrs are, are quite interesting because they're, like, I, I imagine that they're, they're, like, mischievous. They... Well, in our own kind of folklore, they're kind of um, synonymous oh, with um, super lusty. That's that's like the main thing, really. Yeah. Oh, okay. Which is oh, what I, I was I was gonna correlate it to, like kind of the devil or Satan. Like, oh it, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, very yeah. Um, heavily embedded in that kind of um, folklore. So this character could either be a demonic, lusty <laughs> demon who is horrendous. Or we could go down the Mr. Tumnus route. We could. And they're like a spiritual guide of the forest. I think I'd prefer to go down spiritual guide. Okay. Well, a, a warlock has a bond with um, a usually a demonic <laughs> entity. Oh, we're making the most fucked up character. It doesn't have to be that fucked up. Hey, it could um, be struggling internally with its own... Being. Yeah. could always be a, a number of like... Say maybe... Maybe... So far traveler, I think we can sort by the fact that like, so I've got, I've got a pitch for you. So, sure. and this sort of like ties in with Nadir. Tell me if it's too much. Someone gets transformed into a satyr because of a pact they made with their patron. Ah. And then because they're now a satyr, they just got to keep moving. Otherwise they get bullied and hated on. And Bullied, I think is a soft term. <laughs> I think... Everyone hates them. Kill the freak yeah. might be might be it. grab what? your torch and pitchforks. Well, they got horns and like fur legs. They'd probably be all right in some of the more. I wonder if they're associated with like um, tieflings and like a similar level of probably. Towards... I almost feel like satyrs could be to uh, fey beings as tieflings are to demonic beings. Ooh, like it's it's like a demonic. It's like the, it's somewhere in the bloodline. Um, so I think definitely for a warlock, their patron would be like a fey being. Okay. In fact, his, 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 just to go along this pitch before, <laughs> I'm imagining like a boy from a small farm or village and he like is wanting for power and maybe a change in his life. And he just like heads off into the woods. He's like a, a simple farm boy, maybe minding yeah. some goats. Yeah, um, yep. <laughs> I think so. I think maybe he has one like one goat with him, mm. and I think he goes into the forests, like deep it deep in there, and he's like camping there for a while. He's trying to commune with nature. Maybe he wants to be a druid, but he just doesn't know how to do it. And from out of the forest line, a fey being steps up. Um, do you know? Do you know? Been watching him. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. Do you know what the fey are? Uh, I'm not 100% on the Fae, no. So, like, the Fae are like elves, but, like, if you cranked up the elvenness to, like, 200%. Right. So they're, like, very pale. They have much longer, thinner ears. They are much more slender with almost, like... Far more stuck up? 
<laughs> by more, I, yeah, I would assume so. Like almost stuck up to the point where they can't relate to you. Um, <laughs> but like they have like lo- slender long arms and legs and they almost look like alien in appearance. And they always have like sort of this like very pale, almost green hair. Like and they're slightly pale almost green. Almost like Mr. Burns when he's drugged up and yeah. glowing. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's usually, I think that's even what's drawn in the, oh, really? in the monster manual. <laughs> um, so I reckon he goes into the forest and he's approached by this fey being, or maybe he, he does some shitty ritual, like not shitty, but like he does a poorly, he, he's trying to, um, summon something. Oh, oh, oh. He sacrifices one of his goats oh, one, okay. and he's like, I would like to become, I, I would like to join some cult or like druid. He doesn't even know what he's doing. And a fey being steps out pissed off. Um, but you've woken me like it's the middle of the night checks his wrist (laughs) there's like a small sundial (laughs) that magically turns Um, yeah but I reckon because fey beings are like quite crafty as patrons um, it It kind of swindles him into a a bum deal yeah it like he the, the fey being approaches him and says like oh well this is the power that you want I can I can offer you this. You've come to commune nature. Well done. You've performed the ritual well. And then as soon as he agrees to it, he thinks like too good to be true. I'm shit hot. I know how to summon magic beings. <laughs> the fey creature transforms him, and the dead goat disappears. And on and his bottom half, all of a sudden, got these goat legs. And and he's got the horns, horns, and he's like, "Welcome to this world. Now you are you're you're part of this." Next is time, is he still excited about this, or is he like freaking out? I think about he freaks out a bit. Sudden change of his body. And, like, I reckon the Fey being is like, you will get these powers, but you now are a I mean, he's, he's just gotten over dealing with puberty, and now his yeah. body's changed all over again. <laughs> oh, there's so much hair down here, finally! <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, man, I like that backstory a lot. Mm. Uh, so then once he's got his powers, he obviously can't travel back to his village. Not at all, because he'd be shunned. Yeah. Um, he, he'd fear what his parents would think of him now yeah i I think his dad would probably try and hunt him down with pitchfork yeah um and so i reckon that's where the far traveler comes in um and i don't think it's like far traveler as in he goes to a lot of towns um and mixes in like maybe he does go to like smaller villages and like hidden hamlets hidden away in hillsides probably tries to remain more on the outskirts of um yeah towns Avoid avoid cities at all costs. For yeah, sure. but I think I think he keeps moving, um, for like just searching to do good because I I think this is a good character as well. Mm. I think he, um, if there's like a small farmstead where they haven't no crops have grown in a long time, he will give it blessings to make sure that uh the harvest comes in good. And I think he's he's he'll he'll chase away like bad small problems that like mm. farmsteads will have with like goblins and things and he'll fight off the urge to chew on the rose bushes and yeah i um, think sa- satiate his goat-like urges <laughs> <laughs> does he put goats oh oh no 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 but the thought has occurred which <laughs> is i could now i've, it's I've got scary to him it's scary to him um, that that thought is... And he's got to fight off those urges. <laughs> and if anyone ever sneaks up behind him, he's got to fight the urge to, like, kick backwards. Like, yeah. Almost like a horse. Um, um. So I reckon I, so I reckon his warlock abilities... Oh, hold on. I'm just going to get the warlock, uh, the warlock stuff up, just so that yeah. 
so that we can have a look at what sort of abilities you'd have. Cool. Okay, so we got it in front of us. I just wanted to see what like spells that you get as like a fey um, patroned uh, warlock and what sort of abilities you get. And this is pretty cool. So at first level, you get uh, fairy fire, sleep, and then it's calm emotions and phantasmal force at second level. So I reckon it has definitely occurred more than like his go-to move when he's like helping out the village folk. Because originally, I imagine he'll help them and then stupid farmers will get upset at his like appearance and oh, think absolutely. like oh you're here to steal my daughter and um, then he'd use calm emotions on them to yeah and then if they're still if they're still a bit off just sleep <laughs> just have a sleep here in the in the forest um, and then he'd run away to the next town yeah um, gallop away trot away trot trot oh man the speeds at which he could get um solving problems also he can like beguile um creatures as well which is pretty cool um Oh, oh! Do you reckon? Oh, it's a shame that he doesn't get a familiar. I reckon he does have like some animals that I, stay I with him. I reckon a couple of birds might travel around with him. Or... Oh, what sort of birds do you reckon? Oh, that's a good question. Um, do you think like a a raven perhaps would be interesting? Yeah, maybe a raven. Oh, I'm thinking more of like a like a songbird. Oh, like a okay. like a lark or something. Uh, a mockingbird. Yeah, Mockingbird might be nice. Um, but just like something that could stay with him and like sing songs. Um, Bring him joy. Yeah, oh, I like this. Um, man, I wonder how I could, I could get them. So I changed the leveling, obviously, to like, because it, it, it depends what level I've got the players playing at mm. in the game. Um, but it's good to know some of his basic skills of like calming people down. Um, like I imagine it could almost be quite funny if the players encountered him and they react badly and he'll go to his go-to of just like making them sleep. Let's try and shut down the players. <laughs> In fact, I almost want that if there's like a low level party um, who have like a combined HP of like 30 or something. I'm just, and he's like a fourth level thing. Um, mass sleep. Yeah. Or he just casts sleep at a higher level. Yeah. Um, and just outdoes, like, half of them pass out, and he just... They just wake up in 12 hours of space. Yeah, he just, like, I'm like, you wake up and it's night. Um, so, yeah. Oh, we got to come up with a name. Ooh. So, let's think about some of the gods. There's the Pan. Well, um, he would have had a name when he was human still. Would he continue on with that name, or would he want to disassociate with his hmm. um, human origins? I think I think he'd probably keep that farmer's name his original human name or would he be re redubbed by the the fae the patron fae. yeah um i reckon should we see if we can come up for a name with not just him but also the fae being oh absolutely um i think the fae being has to have their own kind of um their own story yeah i i yeah i think that the fae being because i've always been really interested in um the fact that there's something called the summer court in the Feywild. Oh, okay. It's like nobles, but fey creatures in their own sort of... I'm getting an education here. No, I, I don't know that much about it, but I like, I love the idea of like the the summer court and, and the idea that this fey being was maybe enacting out some justice 
sent straight from the from the summer court. So maybe they're like, and it was just sucked straight from the court and appeared in front of this young boy. Oh my god, I love that. That's yeah, that's gotta be it. A, yeah, in he the was, middle of a trial. He was transformed. He was sucked straight from the forest into the Feywild and set before a judge of fey beings and there'd be like centaurs and is, is like that summoning, pixies is that summoning well beyond his what his magical ability would be like summoning is, like summoning a fey being is that like some huge magic that he that's a pretty big thing upon? that's that's, yeah, a, that's, that's like huge. to summon a fey being is i think it's at least a third level spell if not higher yeah. um i think it's higher and so to crack that i think it was like he was in the wrong place, doing the wrong things at the wrong time. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, in front of all the summer court. <laughs> I think that's what did it. And then we, oh. and for a fey being, he's probably powerful in their own right to be just sucked out of their realm. Yeah. Um, well, I think it was. It was more like it wasn't. They they weren't just. It was. It was more like a nagging thing. Right. Like one of them, like. She got really pissed off by it, by this like ritual. Like a, a um, vibrating phone in the in the back of your mind. Yeah, yep. uh, the the magical uh, fey equivalent <laughs> of a really annoying ringtone. Um, but yeah, so I I imagine oh, that's so cool. So what what do you reckon his name is? Um, so you could I, I'm sort that. of I'm sort of drawn to the name uh, Puck. Just from Midsummer's Night's Dream. Oh uh, yeah, the um, um, Shakespeare. That, that throwback, and I like some of those names where it like throws back. Um, but maybe it's too on the nose. What do you think? Um, well, we could we could re rework it a little bit so it's not as um, change some of the letters a little bit. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, we we probably shouldn't do that. Yeah, um, probably not. What about Lucky? Lucky. Ooh. Oh, it's so simple. Yeah. Uh, and he's like named that by his, his mum because maybe like on the farm there's like really high infant mortality rates. Oh, maybe she was trying for a child for a long time. Oh, oh I so feel Lucky. bad for his family now. Lucky's family. Could, they, they wouldn't have known what happened to him. He no, just disappeared one just time wandered with off. a goat. He was watching the herd and then he just like never came off. back for dinner. Oh, such a tragedy. Oh my gosh, this is so like... I almost want this to have its own fable. Absolutely. Where the you can't play in it now. Well, because no, I know too much. Yeah, you do. Where the where the characters are in a ta- in a village and they think they're just like, please go find my son. My lost son. Uh, and they go into oh, the woods no. and they end up finding Lucky, uh, or maybe he's just called Luck. Um, because Lucky sounds like he's a dog. Not necessarily. <laughs> well, now he's half goat. <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> Lucky, where's he gone? Um, yeah, I ah, oh, but the, like I imagine the characters coming into town, and then uh, they find this like grieving family, um, and then they go into the woods and they just find this this satyr. Oh, it's good, man. Would would his um, fae person thingy um, his patron his patron? Thank you. Yeah. Um, would he have given um, Lucky uh, a new name upon his transformation? Um, maybe. I think. I think it would. They probably cursed kind of him like enough. Like a, a Sith uh, master apprentice <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> Sith fawn. Um, I think. I think maybe they would have given him a adage like Lucky the something. Oh, okay. Lucky the unwise, or like. 
That's what they call him behind his back. Yeah. Or like they or maybe that's just what they dub him. And maybe there's even like a a, a, a condition to his transformation. Mm. Like if you succeed if you if and maybe it's like vague and that's why he does so much good now. If you complete a certain thing, you will be restored. It can't be that vague. <laughs> if you complete a certain thing, your human form will be restored. What's the thing, though? What, what thing do you want me to do? Just disappears. <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> Better get doing some things. Um... <laughs> tries all the things. I think maybe it's more because because like I like the fae sort of like fairy tale beings sometimes because you've got pixies and stuff. Uh, maybe it's like once you've righted all your wrongs, and little does he know it's going back to his family. Hey, uh, and appreciating them. Spoilers. Yeah, but spoilers. But I might change it. And also, this is assuming the characters don't just straight up murder him. Which is a possibility, which, which would be always, even more tragic. Literally always a possibility. Because, hey, maybe I accidentally play him like a little bit too creepy and they're like, we won't trust him. And they just like fireball him or some yeah. shit. <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, we've got Lucky the Unwise, Satyr, Far Traveler, Warlock. Um, I'm excited about him. Nice. Well, that's our first episode of Dice and Tables. Um, if you enjoyed this, like I said at the beginning, you can listen to the next episodes over on patreon.com forward slash fate and fables. Uh, and if you do subscribe over there, you'll be helping out the podcast as well. Um, I can't say thank you enough for listening. Uh, it's actually just wonderful that you guys are out here supporting us. Thanks for letting me play more, everyone. Oh, I did want to say that this doesn't interrupt uh, the fate and fables uh releases at all you'll still get the episode this weekend uh, it was just a little bonus uh, but that was all for this episode so i'll see you next time